Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm Carol Stewart, the coach for high achieving introverted women, an executive career and leadership coach. And I coach women who are senior leaders to be visible, to exude presence, to influence and make an impact. And today on the Quietly Visible podcast, I have with me Lillian Larty. And Lillian helps ambitious, highly sensitive people who feel tired, stressed, overwhelmed, or burnt out to reset their health and well being so that they can achieve their aspirations, goals, and passion projects with energy, calm, balance, and resilience. She is a qualified health and well being specialist and transformation coach. Lillian has experience in the industry stretching over 20 years. Based in the UK, Lillian's work has led her to speak at conferences, workshops, online platforms, radio and television media. She does group trainings for organisations, community and social networks and is a published writer in Healthy Woman magazine. And a couple of weeks I ago, I well, just over a week ago, I did an International Women's Day event and Lillian was one of the speakers and she was amazing. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy hearing what she's got to talk about. And what we're talking about is stress, particularly from the perspective of introversion and people who are highly sensitive. So without further ado, hello and welcome Lillian. Thank you, Carol. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you on the show, um, on the podcast, Lillian. So just before we get into the meat of the discussion, just tell us a bit more about what you do. Okay, so as you mentioned, I help ambitious um, people, mainly business owners, self-employed and corporate professionals who have a high sensitive trait. And for those who don't know what high sensitive trait is, it's something that we're born with. Um, it's estimated that one in five people are born with a high sensitive trait where our nervous system um, functions at a higher rate than it would an average person. So we find that external stimulants such as noises, such as bright lights, certain changes in the weather can affect us greatly. Um, to the point where it can actually stop you from going outdoors or being effective in your day-to-day -day living. Um, you also have a highly sensitive trait in internally as well if you um, have certain thoughts or certain emotions running that can affect you where you feel really tired, you feel overwhelmed, you might feel like you're, you're ill and but the thing is with that is that our nervous system is created in such a way, nobody knows why this has happened, but in a biological way, um, our nervous system is just highly sensitive. So we notice things and changes in the atmosphere that other people may not notice. It's very subtle things. Um, we're very tuned in with our bodies. Um, and and there's, there's a whole host of things. I've done a video on my YouTube channel, 40 signs that you are a highly sensitive person. Um, it means that we have to create certain environments and create a lifestyle where we're not overwhelmed and that we can function day to day. So that is what I help um, people with to do so that they are able to function at their full capacity, achieving their aspirations, their goals and their passion projects without wearing themselves out, without burning out or without falling ill. Right, okay. And so is this something that affects, can affect both 
introversion and extroversion or is it sort of limited or does it seem more from sort of your experience does it seem more in a particular type at all would you say that's a good question um it's seen that from research that it affects mainly introversion personalities however extroversion personalities can also be affected as high high sensitive as well. Although I've yet to meet uh, an extroverted personality who has a high sensitive trait. Most of the people I tend to meet or work with are have the introversion. Right, okay. Okay, thanks. And so so you're you're a highly you're high sorry, you're highly sensitive as well. Yes. I am. <laughs> so so tell us a bit about how that experience has been, because I, I, I know that you also experienced burnout as well. So, um, so tell us how, how it has affected you over the years in terms of stress and how um, it got to the stage where you burnt out. Mm. Yeah, um, gosh, where do I start? <laughs> I mean... When I when I was in my teens, you know, I suffered greatly with um, depression, um, and I didn't understand that it was depression at the time. And um, just being able to navigate the world, I think, as a teenager is is you know overwhelming enough. But then to add on with the high sensitive trait, which I didn't know I had at the time is was quite consuming so it I found myself on this constant search of trying to find myself and plus I had um, a bit of trauma of having suffered with racism in school when I was younger so I was carrying that as well so having been born with the the the, the high sensitivity of the nervous system coupled with this this trauma of racism plus the depression was was quite an impact on my nervous system. Again, I didn't realize this at the time. And then, so I spent um, most of my thirties doing my best to, to find out about this depression, get the necessary help. I didn't get the necessary help that I required and embarked on a journey really through, I guess, you know, qualifying in the area of, of um, fitness, teaching exercises, um, also doing massage uh, therapy as well for clients. So I started off doing that in my 20s. And then to, to understand about myself, I entered into the world of personal development and then later on qualified as a NLP and personal development coach. Um, but as I say, the things that we desire to learn are actually things that we need to learn for ourselves. So I was uncovering more and more about myself and decided that um, I, I wasn't suited to the nine to five corporate job and um, decided to take the leap and become self-employed. So I started teaching in, in different clubs and community places, teaching exercises and having a few personal training clubs clients and then that grew more and more I was getting more contracts I was um, working at more fitness clubs and then I said right okay I'm going to team this up with the massage therapy as well and in the height of my I would say career um, business I was running three busy massage clinics in London um, I had a number of personal training clients who they just wanted to exercise and get fitter and this was like 
the training that I did was quite high impact, so really tough exercises. And on top of that, I was teaching um, exercise classes as well. I mean, sometimes teaching 10 exercise classes a week. So, so um, it was quite weird. And even though I enjoyed what I was doing, eventually I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. I was just chasing my tail. I was working 12 plus hour days. And even though I felt tired, I was like, oh, you know, being single, I have to keep the roof over my head, have to earn my own income. And it was like, I couldn't see a way out of it. Even though I created this, this, I don't know, people would say a successful business. I was the only sole trader running it. I didn't have any help, no assistance at the time. I didn't understand all of that. And then um, slowly but surely it got harder and harder to get out of bed, to go and show up in the classes with a smile on my face and to perform at my best as well. And there were cases where I'd, I'd have flu or I'd have cold and I'd be like, I still have to go in and work. Now, that's something I would never advise anyone to do, let alone my clients, you know, but, you know, being self-employed, it was a case of I have to keep going. So I didn't have any time to rest, didn't, hardly took any breaks or any holidays. And then eventually one day I, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I felt really paralyzed and glued to my bed. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what is going on with me? I had severe brain fog. I felt really drained aching my muscles ate like never ever before and I, I just couldn't function I just couldn't fathom what was going on with me so I thought oh maybe I'm coming down with flu or something but um I just I just couldn't couldn't even I struggled even to get from my bedroom to the bathroom and I thought there's something wrong here so I took that day off and um somehow I managed to to get myself going for the, the next week and then I just thought, no, it was affecting my work. Um, the group exercise tutor at the time in one of the clubs sort of noticed that my numbers were dwindling in my classes. And um, and I, I just felt so tired, I couldn't take on any more clients. So I heard in the industry about burnout, but I never thought it would happen to me. I thought, no, I'm strong, I'm healthy, energetic. I know what I'm eating. I know how to pace myself. But little, little did I know that I'd entered into that, that burnout state. And it was through doing some research online that I came across a guy, he was the coach, a wellness coach, and he was teaching on weight loss. So I thought, oh, well, oh, let me have a look. Um, you know, maybe this is something I could develop and I could take it online at the time. This was 10 years ago. And um, it, it will take some of the pressure off me having to show up and, and be face to face. So with that, and through, you know, having to take some time off, I dropped most of my classes. I think I kept one, I stopped two of my massage clinics, and I stopped all my personal training clients. Now, for a self employed person, and that's, that's detrimental to your income. So um, it was a case of right, I have to do my best to survive financially and see if I can get this weight loss um, course going online. So I learned, but what I actually learned from that course was the, the person who was teaching it actually went further than weight loss. And he talked about how certain things can contribute towards that. And one of the things was stress. Now, as he went through the elements of stress and how we get stressed and what happens, all the symptoms that he was naming, I was like, oh my goodness, I've got that. That's what I'm suffering with. Ah, uh -huh, that's me. No, 
it can't be. And then at the end, the last word was burnout. And I thought, oh, that's what's happening to me. Oh, my goodness. And I put my hands in my head and I thought, it can't be. What am I going to do? Because when you are, you, you believe that you're the epitome of health, you've always shown up to be a healthy example for people. And now you yourself have fallen off that track and fallen into a burnout situation. For me, there was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around that. So I kept it quiet. I didn't say anything. I, I didn't do anything for about a month or so. And then working with this coach, he came up with a, a well-being nutrition plan. And he was saying, well, in order for you to be able to help your weight loss clients, it's good that if you go through this protocol yourself. So I had to adapt it because obviously I didn't need to, to lose weight. But when I explained to him about the symptoms that what I was suffering with, he said, yeah, Lillian, you do well to do this, um, but leave out the weight loss bits, but really focus on healing yourself around the stress areas. So that's what I did. And within two weeks, I noticed a considerable change. I, my energy came back. I had no brain fog. I had at the time been um, like I said, I've been suffering depression and a lot of bloating. The bloating went, the depression lifted. It was like, it was like someone had removed fog from my eyesight. And I, as much as I thought, oh my goodness, no, the depression is going to come back. And I was searching for it. It was like, it never came back. And it was amazing. And from there, I just said, no, I have to tell everyone about this new protocol, which was around alkaline eating. And so I studied about that was teaching my clients in a different way now mainly on nutrition and um and it was like a new lease of life however I didn't know how to slow down I was still running at a fast pace working hard working these 12 plus hour days even though a majority of it was online I'd stopped all the fitness stuff uh, still running my, my one massage clinic, um, stopped teaching the, the physical exercise classes, but still I was feeling tired, I was feeling worn down. So again, I did some courses on um, stress management, on, on food management as well, because I thought, well, maybe I, I need to do something around this area. And that's where I, I discovered that um, I had a sugar addiction. And, um, and I had to sort that out because the sugar addiction was also contributing towards the, the stress and the burnout. So through more, more teaching and more learning, uncovering things like feeling insignificant because of all the racism that I'd suffered with at a younger age. So I knew that had contributed towards me working hard and having to prove myself. And that contributed towards the burnout as well. So there was a lot of things that I had to unfold and unlearn on a spiritual level, on a psychological level, on an emotional level and on a physical level as well. So the, the burnout recovery, I would say, took really about a year to heal from. And, um, and, and I didn't have anyone teaching me this. This was all through learning and discovering and, you know, learning a bit here and then making mistakes and learning more and until um, to the point where 2018 appeared. Um, well, prior to that, let's back, back that up. Um, 2016, sadly, my dad passed away. And that was, it was just devastating for all of us. Um, we're a close-knit family, um, five girls, I say, including my mum, five girls. <laughs> my dad had a lot to, to <laughs> manage in terms of women's emotions and everything. 
And so to lose him was, was, uh, was devastating. And not knowing that I was carrying this grief with me. So in 2018, I was, a lot had changed. I was working for a company. I was doing some marketing and business coaching for them. And then eventually I left in 2017. And I, again, I had to be finding myself about who was I and where, where was my place in the world and trying to, to, to um, overcome the grief as well. Eventually in 2018, my body crashed again. And I thought, what is going on? Um, I was admitted into hospital, severe hypertension. Um, I was very severely anemic. I had no iron in me. My heart was racing really rapidly. I had severe chest pains. I had severe headache. And they admitted me to hospital, did so many tests on me. My thyroid was hyperactive. And um, I said to the um, one of the um, endocrinology doctors, I said, listen, just tell me what, what's happening. I'll be able to fix it. And he kind of looked at me like, mm. he said, what is it that you do again? <laughs> so I told him, I said, well, I'm a health and well-being um, specialist, you know, and he looked at me and said, mm. he said, you know, maybe you may need to rest. And I just looked at him and I was like, rest I thought what's rest <laughs> yeah and I just thought no I'm the type of person I need you know supplements and exercise and eating that's what I know rest no I, I don't understand what you're talking about so with that he kind of left me to, <laughs> to mull that over and then I, I left the hospital and I realized through my body my body was my greatest teacher from 2018 when I tried to get on and do work and get to that other that pace that I was used to, my body would just sort of stifle me. And, and it was like I was set back and then the heart started racing again and the headaches would come and I'd get frightened and I'd be like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? I don't want to go back into hospital again. And I was like, oh, my goodness, maybe I do need to rest. So it was from there I had to put my business on pause completely. So for six months, I came off social media I took a step back from my business and um, and I was like, how am I going to earn my income? So it just so happens to be I was on online and I came across this advert in a group um, and it was a guy, it was a local guy. He was a Pilates teacher and he was looking for admin help. So I thought, hmm, that's easy. I could do that with my eyes closed. And it was part time. I thought, fantastic. So I applied for that. He accepted me. I told him all that was going on with my health and we worked around that. So some days I was able to work from home and other days it was just small hours in the studio. So that was kind of like a resting period for me in terms of my how I earned my income. But the biggest rest was resting emotionally and psychologically. And I learned how to meditate. I had to learn how to breathe. It, it sounds weird, but when you're in a high stress state, most people will find that they tend to hold their breath. And that was something that happened to me. Not only did I hold my breath during daylight hours whilst I was working, but I held my breath during sleep time, which is quite dangerous. There's the word for it, something apnea, something like that. And, and that causes, that can contribute towards hypertension. So all of these things I had to, it was like relearning again, how to rest, rest my mind, rest my emotions, how to manage my emotions. And it was through all this learning that I learned my high sensitive trait. Now I'd heard about being highly sensitive 
and and I just thought mm, yeah it's, it's not really me but I, I understood that I was I had the introvert personality but the thing is I didn't honor that I didn't understand that when I felt overwhelmed I needed to retreat and re-energize I didn't understand that when I found noises and bright lights overwhelming that I needed to manage my energy in certain ways I didn't understand that I need needed more sleep than the average person I didn't understand that I couldn't push, push, push and work the 12 hour days that I was doing. So all of these things I had to change. And it was through that, through the recovery, through the lots of resting and the meditating that I realized I needed to work and live from a place of calm, which is what I now call my business resting and, and living from a place of calm rest because it was all about the pushing, the survival mechanism, the um achieving and my body was just like no 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 we can't do this we, we, we just can't carry you like this anymore <laughs> and so it was a new way of working and a new way of living wow that is uh well, thank you for sharing that and there's so much, there's so much in that to unpick so if i could sort of take you back to prior to when you first had burnout um and you said that the, the, the signs, it was as if the signs were there, but you you continued. And I, and I see that a lot, you know, when I've worked with clients who've experienced burnout or they've been through burnout or they're stressed, um, they the signs have all, all been there, the warning signs have been there. So tell us a bit about the warning signs. Mm, yeah, the warning signs can seem subtle if you're not um, tuned in with your body. Um, even if you are, um, you know, you can you can totally ignore them because you've got deadlines to achieve and and things that you want to to get on with. So, the signs definitely interrupted sleep. Um, even though I had interrupted sleep, I'd wake up at sort of two, three o'clock in the morning. And if anyone knows understands about the sleep pattern, normally around from the hours of two to I think it's four or six is the psychological, where the brain starts to mend itself and detox and things like that. So two, three o'clock in the morning, I'd be wide awake, wired, you know, and I can't get back to sleep, um, feeling exhausted, um, but thinking, no, oh, I just need to take some more sugar, you know, um, brain fog was another sign. Uh, not Even the simplest of decisions was really, really difficult. I couldn't decide simple things like, you know, I'd go to a, to a shop and decide, oh, shall I buy that brand or that brand? And I found myself like, almost feeling confused and I just thought oh my goodness have I got a mental illness or something's coming on so that was the brain fog um sugar cravings my sugar and salt cravings as well exacerbated and that's because when we're in a highly stressed state um there's three there's three stages of stress there's the acute stage there's the coping stage and there's the exhaustion stage so the exhaustion stage is the burnout stage and my my cravings for salt and sugar were really severe. Um, so that's a sign for people to look out for. Um, just uh, what else? Yeah, exhaustion, muscle ache, feeling weak when you know that you are naturally a strong person. Um, and just as an introversion, as an introverted person, just wanting to retreat more and more um, and not being able to, to face the day, basically. It, you can get the depression coming in as well. Um, and yeah, just not being able to cope. So those were the signs. Right. Okay. And so picking up on what you said about the uh, salt and sugar things, and 
I remember interviewing a, a podcast I used to do some years ago, uh, interviewing a woman who experienced burnout. She she had been a HR director, and mm. she and and she said that you know the thing is she'd studied like her her when she did her her degree it was all about sort of stress, and so mm. she knew that, but yet she was still just taking on more and more work. And she said that she would go home and she would be eating junk food and she would mm-hmm. be drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually what started off with a glass of wine would build up to like half a bottle of gin uh, mm-hmm. a night. Um, and so that sugar craving and the salt craving, oftentimes when we're, we're tired, we're busy, we mm-hmm. haven't got time to, to make healthy food or healthy meals. So we, mm-hmm. we naturally reach for the, the sugary foods, the junk foods, because they're quick and fast. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they're quick and fast for the body to be able to ch- turn into energy because when you're in that burnout phase, the exhaustion phase of um, stress, your body is in coping mechanisms. So it's, your, your body basically wants to keep you alive. So when you're in that survival stress mode, um, your nervous system is uh, sympathetic nervous system is in high alert so in order to be able to stay and survive and for you to fight or flee your body requires certain nutrients now the body really burns off a lot of vitamin c b and magnesium in order to be able to keep this stress response going now if your body is depleting yourself of that then that's yes the cravings come in but if we're not clued up that oh my body needs more vitamin b's and c and magnesium then we go for the junk food because it's quick turnover for the body to convert into energy so um it's it's highly important for us to nutritionally nurture ourselves um as women and men as well you know but especially if you're in a high stressful environments yeah and and one of the things that you said was that you didn't think burnout could happen to you mm. um and i guess that's a lot of people who are in demanding jobs demanding roles um think that you know sometimes we think that we're invincible mm-hmm. um and continue as you said you mentioned about the hamster wheel so we're just we continue going on and on and on mm-hmm. and and particularly when it comes to sort of introversion and how Oh, um, certain environments can be overly stimulating. Mm. Um, so, so what are some of the things that you would recommend? So someone who is in a, you know, the, the, the women that listen to this podcast are sort of senior leaders, introverted. So they're in very sort of demanding jobs. What are some of the things that you would recommend to them so that they can uh, manage their stress levels and mm. also their energy as, as well at the same time? Yeah, Um, it's a good question, because I remember when I worked, when I did work in corporate and um, again, not knowing that I was introverted or had the highly sensitive trait, but I always felt this urge um, at times. It was almost like every hour, every couple of hours to go to the ladies toilet, put the toilet seat down on the toilet and just sit there for five minutes (laughs) and breathe. (laughs) And, And it was just to get my head together and just to release the stress that was going on in in the office environment. So one of the things I would say is to build in your schedule moments of calm. So moments where you can escape, even if it is for five minutes and just sit somewhere quietly. And like I said, I, I worked in London. So the quiet, quietest place was the ladies toilet, even though it wasn't ideal, but 
in that environment, <clears throat> that's where that was like my safe haven. Um, another uh, tip I would give is to nourish yourself. So ensuring that you are eating highly nutritional foods. So especially a lot of proteins. So um, animal proteins, if you eat um, animal protein or vegetarian proteins in the form of nuts, seeds, tofu, um, that type of thing, um, and having your regular meals as well. Trying not to skip meals because the moment we skip meals and push on with work, we're actually depleting our body and we're saying to our body, okay, I'm okay, we can survive without food, let's stay in survival mode. And that just increases more stress internally. So making sure that you're eating meals evenly throughout the day, getting enough sleep. Now we think that we can survive on little sleep, we can't. Eventually it does catch up with us. So grab as much maximum sleep as you can. Again, you know, the scientific research out there differs. Some people say, some people can survive on seven hours, some people need nine hours. I would say to people, go to bed as early as you can one day and see what time you get up the following day and your body will let you know how much hours you require. Now, for us women, whether we're uh, still um, in our cycle or whether we're in menopause, we still have a cycle. So your body sometimes will require more sleep on one day or some weeks and less sleep in another. And it also depends on your environment as well, but it's good to listen to your body and get as much sleep as you can. Um, and journal, journal has been wonderful for me in terms of being able to dump any worries from my mind onto paper. That has been my saving grace. And it's one tool that I always give my clients as well is to worry dump. You know, we, we have lots of things going on in our mind. So first thing in the morning, grab a piece of paper or your journal and just spend, if you can spend as much as you can, or even if it's five minutes, just writing down anything that comes to your mind, just write, write, write until you can't write anymore. And then just chuck that piece of paper away because it helps with your brain to detox. And also it's resting for your body as well, because whatever manifests in the mind will manifest in the body. So um, definitely doing something like journaling or, or writing out yeah. and journal, yeah, journaling building in times of journaling is something that I highly recommend. I journal myself and it's something that I'm, I highly recommend to my clients as well, because there are so much benefits yeah. from it. Yeah. Mm. And um, building in your holidays, you know, something I didn't do you know, get the diary out, put yourself first. You know, there's the analogy that put your own oxygen mask on first before you help others. Likewise, in our careers, our businesses, whatever it is that we're doing, you know, at the beginning of the year or every quarter, look at your diary and say, right, I'm taking a holiday then, I need to put myself first. Even if you feel like you don't need that holiday or that break, book it in and take it nonetheless because you don't want to reach the point where you are at that brink of burnout or high stress and then things start crumbling down around you and then you just think I should have taken that holiday so booking your holidays throughout the year the beginning of the year academic year you know we, we need that yeah uh -huh. and something else that you said about the sleep and um things that people when, when they are busy who tend to cut back on because they think they're giving themselves more time is sleep mm. and also people working excessive hours as well but but research does show that after I think it's um 
someone who works 55, 70 hours a week is no more productive than someone who works 55 hours because once we start to go past that mm. amount of hours a week, our productivity levels actually start to drop. But yet people will think, mm-hmm. right, I'm working 12 hours and so I can get things done, not recognising that the longer they're working, their productivity is actually dropping. So yeah. it's better to you know, work a certain amount of hours, cut off, rest, and then come back to it. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Now this has been um this has been fantastic what you've shared. And um before we wrap up, um how can people get hold of you or find out about your work if they're interested? Yeah, look currently people can find me on my Linktree um site, which is www.linktree. So it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Lillian Lati. So it's Lillian with two L's in the middle, mm-hmm. <laughs> I-A-N and then underscore Lati, L-A-R-T-E-Y. On there, they can find me, uh, all that I'm doing and the work that I do. They can find me on social media, on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram and Facebook, um, Lillian Lati Wellness on Facebook or Lillian Lati on Instagram and LinkedIn. And I've got a YouTube channel as well, Lillian Lati. Great, fantastic. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you, Lillian. Um, Yes, something which is very much needed, particularly in these times in terms of recognising the signs of stress and knowing how to manage it. So thank you for sharing your experience and the tips that you've shared as well. Thank you, Carol, and thank you for having me and thank you to the audience for listening as well. Well, thank you everybody for listening and please do share this episode with friends and colleagues, subscribe and leave a review as well. That'd be greatly welcomed. And if you are wanting ideas on how you can develop your confidence, influence and impact, then go to my website, aboundingsolutions.com and there is a free assessment that you can complete on there and it will give you some ideas on areas that you need to focus on. If you're not a member of my High Achieving Introverted Women Facebook group, then do find us on Facebook and join the community there. Or if you are a senior leader and you utilize LinkedIn, then join my High Achieving Introverted Senior Women LinkedIn group. I look forward to seeing you in either of those groups. And so until the next time, bye.